0: Hey
1: hey and g'day welcome back and thanks for taking some time out of your day to give me a listen. I'm your host Darren and this is season two episode number 10 of my guest list pod and today it's another show in the interview series. So I guess we're about halfway through this season if we're at number 10 And I have to say that it has flown by pretty quickly. I wasn't sure how this season would pan out after my little incident where I tried to turn myself into Electro from Spider-Man. But I'm still having a ball doing the show and I can't wait to see who else I get to talk to in the future. If you're new to the show, this is how it works. Each episode, I invite a guest creator onto the show and we count down a top 10 list in a topic of their choosing. Along the way, we take breaks and ask them questions to delve a little deeper into their world and get to know them and their work a little better. If you'd like to get in touch with me or the show, you can find me at my guest list pod pretty much everywhere you look. And this week's show, I get to introduce you to an amazing individual who also happens to be, amongst other things, a very talented podcaster. From the first time I saw this young lady on Instagram and then listened to her podcast centered around mental health, I knew I wanted to talk to her. And it's funny, the first time we actually spoke, uh, I think I vomited up a lifetime of repressed stories about my own issues with OCD that go back to my childhood. But Allison is very easy to talk to and it's always easier speaking to someone that understands that type of experience. Fortunately, I didn't scare her off and we got together to do the show that I have for you today. So, let's not waste any more time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Blue is beautiful. Ooh,
2: ah, ah, this is my podcast. Ooh, ah, ah, listen here, I'll make you laugh. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let's just cut it off there.
1: Joining me today is the bubbly host of a very fun, sometimes confronting, and considering the state of our world at the moment, I would say almost necessary podcast. Alison Daz's show, Blue is Beautiful, is centred around mental health and the people it affects, both directly and indirectly. Alison deals with serious issues and doesn't shy away from asking some very difficult questions. But she also manages to present her stories in a way that are humorous and uplifting. Her joyous nature is infectious, and it's hard not to automatically smile when you see one of her Instagram posts. So without further ado, it is my pleasure to finally welcome... The multi-talented Alison Daz onto my personal guest list and onto my guest list pod.
0: That
2: was a really nice intro. Thank you for that. No worries. <laughs> Making me smile over here.
1: Yeah, and I'll obviously have to go back and do some editing, but uh, it'll come out fantastic and clean when we when everyone else hears this.
2: <laughs> I'm not even stressed. I stutter all the time on my show. It's crazy. You crushed it.
1: Ah, uh, very cool. How are you? How you been?
2: I'm so good. I'm yeah. so good. Thanks for asking. How are you today?
1: Not too bad. Um, yeah, look, it's we're in the mix, in the midst of our sixth lockdown here in Melbourne, and yeah, it's pretty crazy at the moment. They've locked down uh, kids' playgrounds. You know, kids aren't allowed to go to playgrounds. You know, they're working towards a, a vaccine rate or vaccination rate that uh, they have in their head that they they want to get done and. Hopefully, you know we, we we've got to end to live with this virus. Unfortunately, and it's just the way of the world. And at the moment, it's it's hard for everyone here, especially the kids.
2: Yeah, man, it's craziness, and it's too it's just so hard. Like working as an entertainer, specifically in the field for mental health, because now you know I want to bring so much light, right, and keep the faith high for people. Yeah. So you know we keep pushing through because depression and anxiety, PTSD. That shit's there without this going on. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> now it's especially hard, you know, so especially on the kids. I'm totally there with you.
1: Yeah, look, I see it in my two. I've i I've got uh, two younger ones. I've got a, a 20-year-old, and it's affecting him as well. But I see it especially in my two younger ones. Uh, you know, one's probably a little bit more introverted than the other and probably affects him less. Uh, the other one's a, a lot more gregarious and, you know, he's always around – uh, a lot of friends and, uh, he was a school captain at one stage and all that sort of stuff. So he's, he's, he's awesome. missing the, uh, the socializing with all the, all of his mates. And, uh, yeah, it's just not great for either of them at the moment. And, uh, oh well, we have to work through it and we'll see how we go. But, uh, we're doing what we can on the weekends to keep them busy going for walks tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, Good. Yeah. All right. So you guys are out of lockdown and everything there in.
2: Honestly, Darren, I don't have a fucking clue. I quit watching the news because yeah. I can't stand anybody. And I I'm a really positive yeah. I'm a really positive person. Yeah. But like there was a point in time when our health minister <laughs> told people <laughs> that you should have sex through a glory hole <laughs> to prevent a global pandemic. And I saw that shit. I'm like, I'm out. I'm done with this. <laughs>
0: Fuck off.
2: Like don't <laughs> like yeah. and I'm not even making this up. Uh, so honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I could not tell you what is happening because I can't be fucked to watch anymore.
1: Well, look, <laughs> I, th- I think you guys must be coming out of it a bit because uh, I've got some friends over there who have started doing their live trivia shows again and things like that. So, it's good to see uh, at least that p- people are opening up a bit and, you know, people's livelihoods are starting to come back, which yes. is, it's good. It's good. So
2: Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: All right. Why don't we begin with pretty much the, the question I ask everybody. Tell us the yeah. Alice and Daz story. We'll get to your work, like your broad body of work that you do and all the, all the strings that you have to your bow. But tell us about Alice and Daz, the, the, the story, uh, elevator pitch.
2: The story. Um, well, I guess. I was, I grew up an athlete, so I was always into sports, specifically volleyball, and I did really well. Mm -hmm. Um, I got scholarships offered to me in the States. I'm from Canada, by the way, for you guys listening. Um, I had, uh, scholarships offered to me in the States. I took one here in Canada, crushed it, got, um, like rookie of the year awards, um, well, uh, overall female rookie of the year for the school. My name was engraved into a wall. I went to the All-Star Games, like the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was miserable, like so miserable. It was so it didn't really matter what I did or accomplished. My brain just like was not working right. Okay. And so I lived the majority of my life undiagnosed with ADHD. And, um, once I finally got my mental health figured out, it was like, whoa. So I thought that, um, you know what? I, I really like comedy. I went to improv school did some stand up at yuck yucks for a bit i'm like i'm gonna mush the two together mental health and the comedy and uh talk about it more because i couldn't you know i couldn't have been the only one who lived 20 plus years undiagnosed and miserable as fuck (laughs) so now um i kind of try and use my art as an outlet and um teach people about about the brain at the same time and i'm having a great time doing it too
1: Fantastic. Yeah what what drew you to to podcasting in particular was it just the fact that it was such you know uh, there weren't really many barriers to entry and you could reach a large audience or podcast? That's a great
2: question. <laughs> That's honestly that is an unreal question and the answer to that is I was going to put out an album because I'm also a rapper I had an album ready to go um and I was going to start performing in 2020 and then everything went to shit in the world. So I couldn't go to the clubs to start pushing my music. I couldn't do that, drop this album, because I'm like, I can't sell the shirts. I can't pull the crowds. You know, everything mm. was crazy. Um, so I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? <laughs> because I'm I'm wired all the time. So I was like, okay, the album was going to be called Blue is Beautiful. Um, so now I just drop singles, and I ha- um, have a podcast now instead. So called Blue is Beautiful. So now that's kind of what I did so I could still be social, keep talking to people while um, the world kind of went through its thing.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, We will get to your music because uh, that's something I I do want to talk about and also your comedy. But growing up, uh, you grew up in Canada, obviously. Yep. Yeah. What what was it like for you as a, a youngster who undiagnosed with ADHD, did you face a lot of problems as a a young girl
0: um
2: it was my problem yeah well yes the answer would be yes 100 percent um but my problems were like if you don't know that that's what's going on then it comes out as everything else that it isn't if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so like i was really anxious and depressed but it was kind of cyclical yeah um Because that was the, the, the ADHD coming out in different ways and not knowing what the fuck was going on in my own head. So, um, and a lot of self-harm too, Mm. like, which is really unfortunate. Mm. I'm glad I don't do that anymore. But at a very young age, like, I think grade school, I started, like, doing some weird shit. And, um, yeah. So, yes, 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It looks like you've had a lot of support from your family, though. You have a sister, correct?
2: Yep, yeah, I have yeah. two Two of them, actually. Oh, you
1: have two sisters. Okay, sorry. I've only I seen know. one on Instagram. So yes,
2: that's she's the one. one that's always on the show, but okay. there, I do have a second one.
1: Okay, cool. Do you have a close family?
2: Yeah, really close, okay. really close. Very happy to have that support system because that's really important as well.
1: You're very fortunate, I guess, like that.
2: Oh, 100%. 100% because even if you like i lived out um, on the other side of canada for a couple of years in vancouver and it was great and i was ticking all of the boxes for mental health like going to um i saw my psychologist once a week or twice or every other week i was doing like um eating all the right stuff i was exercising um all of that stuff was great but i was isolated because i'm on the other side of the country and my mm-hmm. family like, I didn't have a single family member over there, yeah. but it was isolating. So even when you do all of that stuff and you don't have a solid support system there, it still isn't balanced per se for your mental health for sure. So I'm very lucky to be back um, back with my family again because it makes a huge difference.
1: The lifestyle in Vancouver too may be probably a little quicker, a little faster, a little bit more fast-paced and just because of that make things a little bit more anxious for everybody than there or
2: like we it have that could, here. That could be a thing it, that totally could be a thing i haven't thought about that i liked it because it um the lifestyle that i had there like i didn't have a car i could walk everywhere to do everything yeah. and the hills are, are crazy like one street alleyway would be like a borderline 90 degree <laughs> incline and then the next street would be like a different hill so the exercise was always there and i loved that type of lifestyle but it was living in the city is a lot a lot faster and yeah. it's not ever quiet it's like there's no downtime
1: yeah it's a bit more stressful i know vancouver well i sort of know vancouver i guess my wife has uh, relatives there so, uh, oh,
2: yeah, I remember
1: yeah. yeah, I speak to them a lot and I'm a Canucks fan. So, I'm always speaking to a lot of people over there. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, when I heard you, you'd stayed in Vancouver for four years. So I was going to ask you what you thought of Vancouver, but you've already told me. So, great.
0: <laughs>
2: I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I would go back in a heartbeat, to be honest. Mm-hmm. As long as I could have a bigger, like, living quarters, I would move back there in a heartbeat.
0: Yeah,
1: so your podcast, Blue is Beautiful, how would you come up with the name?
2: Um, that's a great question. Um, well, blue is my favorite color, and mm-hmm. I love to do visual art. I do um, a lot of custom paintings and stuff, and that's one of my outlets for mental health. Mm-hmm. Blue is my favorite color, and it comes in all different shades. And blue is often a term people use to describe how they're feeling when they're not feeling too hot in the head, you know, I'm feeling kind of blue today. So um, I just wanted to make it a visual thing that people could see, you know, that blue or the, whether you're feeling it, or whether it's a color, it comes in all shades. And no matter what shade you're feeling, it's beautiful. And you know, things are going to be okay. So I kind of wanted to put a spin on it that was positive and um visual because i'm a visual learner
1: (laughs) (laughs) look i think i I sort of guessed that probably was the the uh, story behind the the name of the show and i thought it was actually a really clever name and i really like it so thank you and uh, thank you that's great with your show you do like i said in the intro you do actually talk to a lot of Different people in a lot of different uh, stressful s- situations where they've faced yeah. a, a lot on their their mental health journeys. What's probably one of the the shows that's probably stood out to you is maybe the hardest one for you to do so far, uh, in terms of maybe the confronting nature of what you were talking about, uh, yeah, or what someone's gone through.
2: Yeah, I would have to say, um, probably there a tie between two of them. One of them, uh, the episode, I forget which number it is, but it's, um, the loss of a child featuring Michelle Evans. I interviewed her, um, cause she had lost her daughter, Sydney at the age of two. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a hard one because we were both crying and I'm trying not, you know, to cry while doing the interview and main, you know, maintain a level of professionalism. Um, and also keeping in mind that like sometimes, like, I like to make people laugh on the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like to make people laugh on the show. So having guests like that come on, it's like, okay, this is going to be a show where I'm going to make you laugh at the beginning, and then you're probably not going to laugh once for the next 45 minutes, yeah. and then I'll make you laugh at the end. Um. So that was a hard one. Really heart aching. Okay. And then the other one I would say is um, the mask exemptions one featuring Melissa Jube because... That, that was really hard too, cause we talk about sexual assault and, um.
1: Yeah, that was a hard one to listen to. to.
2: Yeah, just, yeah. it was really hard. Um, and that interview was actually really great. Her and I talked for three hours and I had to trim it down to one, but I would hang out with her in real life. Like she was an exceptional human being, but yeah, those two would probably be, be like the, the toughest ones, but they're so important to talk about. So it's like, you can't not do, to me at least, you, it's important. So it's like, well, you know, you just do the thing because somebody else out there has gone through the same thing or is going through the same thing. So, you know, yeah. do the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And definitely. And I thought, especially the one about the mask uh, exemptions, that's probably the most recent one that I've listened to. That was very confronting in terms of, you know, she was so uh, settled in the way that she was and upfront. About what happened mm-hmm. and the impact that it had on her. So it was actually a very interesting episode. I, it was, it's probably, even though the, the, uh, the nature of the, the story was horrible, um, mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite episodes that you've done because it, it was such a, a good interview.
2: Thank you. I appreciate that. I no appreciate problem. that. And it, that was a really tough one too because like she's telling me this story and I don't film the, the, um, I don't film my podcast. It's only audio. But my face half the time when she was saying stuff, and I had to cut a lot of stuff out, I just couldn't wrap my head around yeah. the shit that was going on. <laughs> and, and So when people are telling you, like, you know, I go to a grocery store and people call the cops on me, I just, like, sit there and I'm like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going on in yeah. the world? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's a, she was a doll. Yeah. A
1: doll. Look, with confronting a lot of the issues you do, and you, you're talking about it, before. The podcast is sort of like therapy. Like I know with your comedy and your music, it I guess is sort of therapeutic for yourself. Is the podcast also a bit like therapy for yourself in terms of an outlet?
2: If, yeah, my solo episodes, 100% because I could talk all day. Like I could, I just love talking. So <laughs> the fact that I can do it and put it somewhere where it, people actually enjoy it and I don't piss people off around <laughs> or be annoying <laughs> is like, 100% like therapy. And then the interviews are just really fun and I genuinely enjoy that. But yeah. solo 100%. Oh. Do you feel that way too?
1: I don't really do any solo episodes, but this is this is something I did more of as a challenge to myself because I I probably said it before on one of the other podcasts, but part of my job I I do speak to uh, large numbers of people and when I'm speaking to them doing some sort of a seminar or something like that, I never usually have a problem But as soon as I had a microphone put in front of me, (laughs) you know, I I draw a blank and I, I don't know. I I had an idea to start a podcast two years before I actually started the podcast and it was to involve my, my three boys and I I was going to do something with them and it didn't really eventuate. And so I put it on the, on the shelf, and thought, oh, maybe I'll get back to that. And eventually, I thought, if I don't do something now, I'm going to be 70 years old and regretting the fact that I never did anything like this.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And 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 to you know what? It's it's a great way to speak to people from all over the world, uh, from different backgrounds, about different subjects, and get to know different stories. And it, I've said it before, it's a, it's a selfish podcast in the way I see it because I have all the fun and hopefully my guests have fun too, but I, I have heaps <laughs> of fun speaking to all these different people about different subjects. And, uh, sometimes we get to geek out over, you know, movies, sometimes it's over music, sometimes it's over games. It's, it's been fantastic. I've, I've really enjoyed it. So even though I'm working harder than I normally do when it's not locked down. Um, yeah. It's something to do. It's something else to do. And that's something yeah. that can take up my time. So yeah, totally.
2: And a lot of people are like that too about with the microphone. Cause I'll have these really awesome conversations with my friends in real life. And, um, one of them, Allie, she's, she was on the show. I think like one of the first couple of episodes and uh she's a psychologist we have she's hilarious and Mm -hmm. we have the best conversations in real life and then i stick a mic in front of her to come on the show and it's (laughs) like (laughs) like, what is going on i was like just pretend it's not there but it totally shifts the dynamic in people's heads sometimes so that's cool that you're it's cool that you're aware of that and like okay we're gonna fix this and we're gonna we're gonna have a show and here's the microphone
1: Well, I said that in my intro to the, to when I first did my show, I said, this is a challenge for me to, this is way out of my comfort zone to do something like this. Go so ahead. hopefully I'm getting more natural at it. We'll see. But anyway, show's not about me. Show's about you. And <laughs> considering that we do have one thing that is common to all my shows and that is a countdown yes. and the topic for your countdown. If you'd like to tell everybody what that topic is.
2: Yeah, um, my top 10 favorite music videos of all time, Fantastic. baby, let's yeah, go. That's going to be good.
1: <laughs> but before we do that, I want to talk about one music video in particular.
2: Okay. And
1: that's uh, by a, a little-known artist or <laughs> – no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was to me, but I didn't know until uh, I read actually all the way through your email and wow. I saw your – you you mentioned the, the the video clip and uh I went and had a look and I went, This is amazing and I love like let's tell everyone. You have a video clip called Addict. And yeah. uh it's uh it's on YouTube, so I'll put the the link to it in the show notes so everyone can check it out. I wanna I wanna ask you about that because it's so well done. Uh the song Thank is fantastic. You. Why don't you in your own words tell us about that music video? Because there's a lot to unwrap
0: there.
2: <laughs> sure. Um, I wrote that song actually three years ago. <clears throat> and the music video just came out a couple months ago, I think. Um, and I wrote it because I had a serious problem with um, alcohol for a very long time. And because I was using it as a coping mechanism um, for my ADHD because I didn't know what was going on. Do not do that if you're listening to this. Um It doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so rapping is one of my outlets and writing is another one of my outlets. And then I really wanted to do that music video because I thought, you know, um a lot of people struggle with that, with addiction, whether it's taboos or what have you. And my favorite types of music videos are ones that elicit really strong emotions from the audience. So I was like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna, I'm gonna act seriously for the first time in my life. Cause I do all sorts of acting, but it's always character comedy or mm. like stand up comedy or, you know, skits that make you laugh. So my goal with that music video was to, um, to, to make people cry <laughs> and I think it did a good job because I bawled my eyes out
1: <laughs> no I think you did a fantastic job like the uh, apart from the the song being really really good uh your acting was great but I love the way it was shot too with the, the blue highlights and things like that that you know obviously very on brand but yeah. just looked fantastic <laughs>
2: Thank you. That was shot by Alex Kratz. He is one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. And I told him, I was like, we just do this. I've got this idea in my head where I want everything kind of like dark and gloomy and scary. But then can you just leave this liquid blue? And yeah. he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. I'm like, I don't even understand how that works. But he did it and he totally
0: crushed
1: it. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> uh, that contrast is really, really good. And uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed uh, the song and the story you told. And Links. the way you end that video clip i'm not going to spoil it for anyone i want you to go and watch it for yourself but the way you end that that video clip with that choice it's really 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 good really thank really good. you so that was really such impactful. a fun
0: project
2: yeah thank you I, that was a really fun project too because i wrote everything oh, and that's great. a lot of brain power yeah.
1: <laughs> like- no you did fantastic jobs
2: thank you i appreciate that all
1: right now on to someone else's uh oh everyone else's videos who uh, pale in uh, uh <laughs> in, in the shadow of yours so <laughs> let's let's go through your, your top 10 so starting with number 10 what have you got as your number 10 top video of all time
2: i have macklemore and ryle <laughs> stuttering <laughs> Let's try it again. Moore and Ryan Lewis, Downtown. Downtown. I love the video.
1: Very fun. Very fun video.
2: Right? I watch it and it's like, the song in and of itself, like you listen to it and you just bop to it. Like you you can't not love it. But then when you watch the video, I'm like, dude, I want to be there. I want to go downtown with all my friends and do all this crazy shit too. It just fires me up every time I see it.
1: It's got some weird lyrics. and It's got big buff guys on mopeds and scooters. <laughs> it's very very weird, but um uh, a completely <laughs> fun uh, video clip. <laughs> and a good song. Good song too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's got a crazy voice. Um Brian Lewis, crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he hits the notes that he does, but lo and behold, there he is, downtown.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. All right, so that's the number 10. Number
2: 9. Uh little Dicky Featuring Wap, saved up money. <laughs> uh, this
1: this uh this is a fun one too. I like this I except for I think one of the the pick one of your picks, everything else is as complete fun. Oh, maybe not
2: <laughs> maybe not maybe two. <laughs> uh, it's like super fun and then the closer we get to the top it's just like wow this is getting very very not
1: funny
0: anymore (laughs) yeah
1: it's getting very real so but anyway uh, yeah little Dickie there's not too many things that he doesn't do that are fun so
2: (laughs) yeah that was very true
1: the whole premise of that video clip where they're trying to get people to give them stuff for nothing to do the video clip I thought was unique it was uh, yeah, it's a fun take
2: and leaving it in the video itself. So it's like one thing to like say, okay, here's my concept for a music video. I don't want to spend any money on it and we're going to film it and we'll figure it out. But then they include that in the music video itself where you see them like, Hey, I'm shooting music video and I want to do it for free. It's about saving money. Can I like, can I shoot a scene with your boat? Do you mind? And they're in like a gated community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was great.
1: And he got, I, he got either a McLaren or a Lamborghini as well. <laughs> and- but he got he got turned down a lot, too.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. But 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 um, but look at now. Those people that turned him down are like, oh, damn it, I probably should have.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know,
2: that would have been a fun time.
1: Yeah, he gave them all a big shout-out, that's for sure. So,
0: yeah.
2: And I also understand because, like, if some random person came to – well, actually, I would probably say yes, to be honest. But, like, I would see how people would be like, well, I don't really want a stranger coming in filming the entirety of my house yeah. <laughs> and posting it on the internet slash – Hopefully, they don't steal from me. Like,
1: <laughs> he, know. A bit, he looks a bit sketchy. So,
0: <laughs> little Diggy <laughs> does look sketchy. Yeah. All
1: right. So, number eight. What do we got at number um, eight?
2: <clears throat> Sia, Elastic Heart. Dope song. And I love this music video so much, too. And
1: who knew Shia LaBeouf could actually in, do interpretive dance?
2: I know, right? <laughs> I know. Like, saying that sentence kind of makes you laugh, but he did a great. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, he's such an artist too. And I thought that music video was really cool because they don't speak in it, and when you watch it, they're just using facial expressions and body to like tell their story or put the message forward. And you're like, that's the coolest thing ever because it was. It's kind of animalistic in a way to watch, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I loved that one. It was really, like, I thought it was emotional, but I didn't understand why. Like, (laughs) you know?
1: I think you're right. When you say animalistic, that's the first thing that actually comes to mind when I watch that video, that it's like a couple of chimpanzees that, you know... They fight, fight, fight. And then all of a sudden they come together. And then, uh, but it, it was very much like, you know, he opens his hands to show her that, you know, like you do with a dog, you know, you put your hand down and you let it sniff your, your back of your hand or your, your palm of your hand and things yep. like that. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, animalistic is definitely a great way of, uh, um, describing that video. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he had some moves. Charlotte Booth's got some moves. It wasn't bad. Yeah, man.
2: Who knew? Who knew? And he grows a He's real a man. <laughs> and he
1: grows a real man beard too. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Who knew? He looks so manly and fricking tidy whities and <laughs> doing interpretive dance inside of a cage. <laughs> yeah.
1: And all that also sees a great artist as well. It's a great song. Really, is oh my a nice God, song.
2: Yeah. So. Her voice is crazy.
1: Okay, number seven. What do we got at number seven?
2: <laughs> Number seven, I have Blink 182, all the small things. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, man. That would have been so much fun. Like, oh, to yeah. act in, to film, just to be a part of that would have been a time and a half.
1: You were saying they, they tried to do that serious to begin with.
2: Yeah, they did. Okay. <laughs> they tried to. So, like, you know, the scenes when they're like wearing the there's probably the fans like blowing their hair and they've got like the silk shirts, like showing off their abs. (laughs) i watched an interview with them once and they're like, yeah, we really wanted, like, we thought we were hot (laughs) and they're like, and they watched it back and they're like, we're not hot. (laughs) (laughs) This is not sexy. So they totally turned the entire thing into a spoof. And I'm like, that's great improv and great comedy. And that story, you know, everyone would enjoy hearing. (laughs) Even like when they're on the beach, I think they're the beach scene when they're like half the shirts open and they're yeah. like laying on the side, like Calvin Klein models, like in the sand, <laughs> rubbing their hands through their hair, like about how hot they are. Yeah. It's hilarious. I love that type of comedy. It,
1: it, it, it was funny. Uh, they you know, they're, they're making fun of a lot of boy bands there and it reminded me of, um, uh, what's a pop star? Never stop, never stops. Was it never stop, never stopping? That movie? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie?
2: Yes. With um <laughs> Steve, right? Steve from Lonely Island.
1: Yes, the Lonely Island boys. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
2: dude. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. I'm gonna have to watch that this week. That's yeah. a great.
1: Movie. Yeah, it is very. Uh, we we. I did a countdown with someone else, and they they introduced me to that movie. I'd never seen it before, and my my like, son was like how could you not have seen that he <laughs> said it's yeah, so funny yeah yeah it's very cool and 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 tom DeLong actually i probably know tom DeLong may mainly for the fact that he he's now gone over to to doing all the ufo paranormal stuff with um yeah uh strange times that website uh yeah yeah so uh i, I watched I'm... sorry
2: oh sorry i was gonna say i watched uh um Netflix series I love aliens and <laughs> UFOs like I'll binge watch that stuff yeah. all the time and Tom DeLonge was in um in one of these episodes um on Netflix talking about it and I was like whoa this is crazy because I love it when a conspiracy theory always comes out as truth 10 years later and everyone thinks or thought that he was crazy just like they thought Joe Rogan was crazy and all these people are crazy and now you know all of a sudden Perfectly timed in the middle of a pandemic, by the way, which is great for keeping the public like at bay. But yes. you know, when the Pentagon just comes out, and it's like, oh, by the way, we do—we uh, have spacecrafts on Earth that were not made by humans or made on this planet. <laughs> Anyways, yes, two hundred more cases of coronavirus. I'm like, are you fucking kidding
1: me? <laughs> look over here. Look over
0: here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't give a fuck about the flu anymore. What do you mean there's spaceships? There's <laughs> spaceship. Yeah. It's- so yeah, he's crazy, like not like in a great way. So I love that he's turning it into, um, art. Cause isn't he doing a thing where he's like, um, taking real information, but then putting it into like a series that you could watch. So oh. instead of like reading articles about like the spacecraft and the all the intelligence that we now have access to and you reading about it or like going to a seminar, they're taking it and turning it into like, here's a TV show that you can watch, but it's just like facts, but it's like actors and stuff. So he's okay. using art and science and kind of melding the melding two of together.
1: them. together. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen and it like, myself, it but okay. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I saw the the Joe Rogan interview that he did where there was a lot of you know, I well, I can't really talk about that. lot Can't really talk about that, and didn't, you know, do him any favors because you know there wasn't a lot that he actually came out with on on the show. But I guess you know, there's a lot that he has to make sure that he crosses the T's and dots the I's on everything before he actually comes out and says anything. And
2: when did they do that? Interview? Oh, that was a
1: while ago now. So I haven't right. really kept up with my, what's happening uh, of late yes, with maybe him. Maybe
2: it was like, yeah, maybe he couldn't. Like, actually, like maybe it was just yeah. bad PR timing where it's like, yeah, I want to talk about this thing, but I'm not allowed to talk about it yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that that's why it came across. It came across as like, look, there's this is what's in the works, but I can't go into too much detail. And yeah. you know, Joe he's really, he'll press you on, 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 and he'll try to get it out of you. And uh, yeah, it was still a good interview. I, I didn't mind it. It was good, but uh, yeah, cool. All right. So that's number seven. So let's take a break. As a new podcaster, one of the annoying things I have found about trying to collect the reviews you get for your show is that Apple, for example, only show you the reviews you get in the iTunes store of the country that the review is made in. So if someone reviews my show in Canada, I won't even know they've reviewed unless they tell me. And I won't be able to see the review unless I log into that country's iTunes page. And honestly, that sounds like a lot of hard work. However, I recently signed up for a service that aggregates all of your ratings and reviews from a number of sources and displays them for you all in one place. Not only that, but they also offer a link for your podcast that automatically displays only the rating and review platforms compatible with your listener's device. So people don't have to wonder or search for how and where they can rate and review your show. Go check out mypodcastreviews.com and I'd be grateful if you could please use my affiliate link when you join to let them know who sent you. It's in the show notes, and if you want to rate and review my show, you can go to lovethepodcast dot com slash myguestlistpod. Now back to the countdown. Okay, and we're back. So, Alison, I want to ask you some questions now about you specifically in terms of what do you do for fun? What's what, what other interests and hobbies and things like that do you have?
2: Oh, I feel like I have all of the interests and all of the hobbies because I like to hop from one thing to another. I don't, <laughs> apparently, that's like an ADHD thing. Okay. But I really I love um mainly writing. I love writing a lot. I like writing skits. I like writing sketches and comedy stuff. And I love doing visual artwork as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I would have to say, yeah, those would probably be what I get the highest highs from would be writing.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you used to play volleyball as well. Do you still do any sports or anything like that?
2: Um, No. And you know what? It actually pisses me off now because (laughs) when I I played at such a high level that now when I get invited to go play like a Sunday league or like, you know, like it's not fun for me. Yeah. Like if we're not going balls to the walls and like trying to kill people, (laughs) (laughs) then I'm not, I don't enjoy like not competing. Yeah. So I don't really play okay. anymore. My sister and I will like we bring a volleyball everywhere we go because we like it's called pepper like when you go back and forth with it. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll do that and that's great but that's about the extent of that because <laughs> I just get too angry. <laughs> okay.
1: Fair enough. I understand that. Especially when you played at such a high level, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like to compete.
1: Now you mentioned your comedy. Now I know. Uh, little birdie, well, actually, Instagram told me that, uh, you've just recently had a comedy spot. Do you want yes, to tell
2: everybody about that? Sure. I, um, was asked to open for 905 Fest, which is a community event here in, um, Hamilton, Ontario. And, um, it was a blast. It was to raise money, um, and, uh, non perishable items for a local food bank. And they asked if I would come open up the show for a family event and I said are you fucking sure (laughs) and and it was awesome I didn't swear once and I taught um the audience about mental health and the power of the brain and what happens when you um you know when you have intrusive thoughts in your in your mind and Mm -hmm. how that can impact your everyday life and it was great it was a really fun time people laughed you know that's out. important. There was great music.
1: That's important at that a comedy uh, presentation. Have everyone laughing. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, Did... Okay, this is going well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it? Was it um, uh, videoed? Was it uh, recorded so that people could maybe see it? Uh, if I put a a link in the show notes.
2: Oh yeah. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing so much. I talked. Right. I talked all day yesterday. Um, um, um. Um. Yes, it just was ha- yesterday, so I do have it filmed. I don't have it uploaded yet, but once it is, I will send that to you. So that all of you fine people listening can can watch.
1: Definitely. Well, I'm very eager to watch it myself. So.
2: Oh. Okay. Well then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, if you weren't podcasting and you weren't, I uh, say, a comedian, what do you think you'd want to be, or what would you, what sort of job, or and traveling billionaire does not count or you, you can't okay. actually choose that. Um, but <laughs> I just, I interviewed a couple of girls from New York and uh, I asked them the same question. I said, if you weren't, you know, doing what you're doing, what would you like to do? And I said, oh, traveling billionaire. And I was like, oh, "Damn!" <laughs> so I'm going to have to rule that out for everybody f- from now on. So no traveling billionaire. What would you do?
2: <laughs> um, that's a really great question because I quit my old life and promised myself I would not do anything I don't want to do anymore. So I feel like I'm doing all the stuff I love. So I don't, if I'm not doing this, what would I do? Like, I like to, Oh, you know what? I know, you know what I would do? And I'm not even saying this to be funny. Okay. I would teach water aerobics at retirement communities. And I'm gonna tell you why, because (laughs) My I family, expected. has <laughs> that's what I would do, and I would love it. We go to my family's uh <laughs> for barbecues and stuff on the weekends, and they have a pool and a big group of us, like a fifteen ballpark around. Yeah, people will show up, and I'm just always full of energy, and I can't sit down. So, um, <laughs> I tell I boss people around I'm like, "Hey guys, let's go get in the pool." I'll get everybody from like my little cousins to like grandma and grandpa, and. They'll get into the pool and we'll put on mumbo number five and I'll be up on the deck and I'll run water aerobics classes and make everybody copy what I do. And that would be such a fun job, especially in a retirement community. So that's what I would do. (laughs)
1: Okay, fantastic. All right. Well, that's not what I expected, but thank you.
2: You're so welcome. (laughs) Call me when you're retired and you need some exercise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will definitely. Uh, So with with your when you when you started your podcast, what did uh, your family and everyone think? Did they obviously you got a lot of support? Um, Were they surprised?
2: Um, I don't think anything I do surprises my family anymore. Okay, because I. I've tried so many different things to see if I like it, like for careers. And I've changed so many times that I think they're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But they're kind of waiting for me to not keep doing it because I fall out of love with things. And when I don't love something anymore, then I'm done with it. Right. And I still love it. Yeah. So yeah. they're like super stoked and love how like now we go and teach kids. Now I can run programs from my computer for people to take. And like it's, it's, it's sweet. And they're the most supportive. Okay. <laughs> but definitely not surprised.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, cool. All right, well, why don't we get back into your countdown and cool. uh uncover the rest of uh, your choices for top music videos. So, Let's I think we're up to number 6.
2: Yes, we are. Yeah,
1: okay. What's it number 6?
2: Number 6 is Sunreal Everywhere We Go.
1: <laughs> and I have no idea
0: who this is. <laughs>
2: I, first time I ever saw this music video, I was on a treadmill at Good Life Fitness. Okay. And my headphones were plugged into the treadmill and there's like, you know, there's big TVs and stuff like all Mm -hmm. up around and what have you.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I was listening to the song and I was like, wow, this is actually kind of good because he's a rapper. And then I looked up and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because the music video does not match the song. Like If you listen to the song and you haven't seen him and you haven't watched the music video, you would not expect to see what you get with the music video that they put together, and it's hilarious. Yeah,
1: I'd have to agree there. I I watched it for the first time once I got your list and was like, what am I looking at here? uh, (laughs) It's pretty weird. So I I actually, (laughs) next to your list when it came to that one, I just put a big question mark. Next to,
0: next to it's like <laughs> it's like Dude, what fair hell?
2: enough <laughs> a- i love the the type of comedy though like the napoleon dynamite-esque yeah, like yeah. nerds and i like you know he did a really great job i love the lyrics in it and so i think that the contrast of, <laughs> of like the lyrics and the rapping with with the visual the visuals that they chose i was like this is hilarious and it it i was just stunned so i had to put that on the list
1: <laughs> fantastic all right very cool all right so let's go to number five.
2: Oh, oh d12 my band hello yeah,
1: yeah no.
0: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> Yep, definitely very fun film clip and again 100%. that reminds me a bit of pop star never stop never stopping as well mm-hmm. definitely
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah totally yeah Totally. I loved it when Eminem worked with D12 and did all that stuff because they um, were hilarious. Like, they were such a hilarious group of people, but also like these, the most hardcore
0: rappers.
2: (laughs) So, whenever they put out like comedy stuff, especially that video, um, it was just so great. Because then you would also watch like one of their music videos, like Fight Music. I don't know if you've ever seen that one by D12.
0: No, I don't think Um, I have
2: scary as fuck very hardcore okay weird as shit and then you bounce over to this one and it's like this is crazy you guys are all such great artists because they cover everything from like hip-hop to comedy to acting to Mm. you know Mm. the whole thing and they're like these Hardcore rappers, which I think just adds to the hilarity of it all when they put it together.
1: And, and I think having watched that again for the, for the first time in ages, they're sort of making a bit of a statement about the stupidity of the industry sometimes too, in terms of, you know, what it makes you do. And, um, you know, like I said, it, I looked at that went, you know, it's reminiscent of pop star never stop, never stopping sort of thing. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And seeing, yeah, 100%. Obi, seeing Obi in that. Big lame onesie. Not flattering. No, it's okay.
0: Doesn't Um, give a fuck. Yeah. So,
1: um, but anyway, no, it was really cool. Very funny. Okay. um, We're up now. Okay. So, (laughs) we're up to number four. (laughs) This is where we start to get a little bit strange and weird. Oh, yes. Sorry, guys. (laughs) um, So, your number four is.
2: <laughs> is Sweet Dreams by Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> so, why
1: is this one of your favorite videos?
0: Because it
2: freaks me out. <laughs> and like, it's, you can't watch Marilyn Manson and not get freaked out. Like, and when I watch things like that, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm drawn to really dark stuff, like yeah. dark, darker vibe, like emotionally. And when I watch it, I'm like, dude, you're freaking me out, man. <laughs> and, but I can't look away. And so I don't know. I think like it is, I love the the combination of art and like disgust <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mixed together. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I've always liked music videos like that, that cause I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, I would watch it again and again and again and still not understand what I was looking at.
1: He's a bit of master, a bit of a master at marketing, uh, in terms of his brand, and he knows what buttons to push. Um, mm-hmm. he's a clever, clever guy. Uh, yeah, but this is weird as hell. Seriously, oh
2: yeah, <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's like a, it's it's like those um, you know, have you ever seen the movie Hills Have Eyes?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. with
2: the creep because everyone yeah. like the after effects of the, te- the nuclear testing. Yeah, the radiation
1: cannibalism. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. So I feel like this reminds me of movies like that. Only okay. it's like three minutes. Yep. <laughs> and there's no storyline. It's just like a <laughs> bunch of hills have eyes crazies. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, it reminds me of American Horror Story actually. I
2: oh yeah. Watch that.
1: Yeah. That's sort of a it's the so way cool. it was shot too, from up above and in a lot of the scenes. American totally. Horror Story do that a bit as well, so.
2: Yeah. And what is wrong with us that, that I, I mean, maybe not you, that we like it so much? No,
1: I watch all the American Horror Story stuff as well, <laughs> okay. so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, cool. Very good. Okay, let's take another break, and we'll come back with some more questions for you in a sec. and we're back and before we uh, get into your last three top videos, uh, music videos, uh, I guess we'll, we'll I've, I've sort of christened this the VIP round, the very intense presser, pressure round, <laughs> except that <laughs> it's not intense and there is no pressure. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but VIP, my guest list, it sort of all came together. So, anyway. I love that. So, I'm just going to ask you some questions and just give me your, your first response and we'll, we'll take it from there.
2: Okay, wait, I have a question? <laughs> <you, can> <laughs> yep,
1: yeah, not a problem.
2: How many words do I have to answer the
1: question? No, just look, I always say there's 60 seconds on the clock and there's no clock. Okay.
2: It's, okay.
1: It's just between you and me, there's no clock.
2: Follow, okay. Follow the rules, but there are no rules. There I'm are totally no rules. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's the way I live my life. Not really. I live it the way my wife tells me to live it. So, so, all right. So, uh, coffee or tea?
2: Oh, coffee.
1: Okay. Lots of coffee?
2: Yeah, probably too much. All right. And I, I say it with regret because I should be a tea person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Favorite uh, holiday destination?
2: Holiday destination. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I haven't gone to enough places to say, but based on where I've been, I would go back to Vancouver in, in a heartbeat.
1: Okay, cool, cool. Are you now? Are you a morning person or a night owl?
2: I practice being a morning person because I know it's good for my mental health. Okay. But naturally, I am a night hawk.
1: Okay. Does does that get hard sometimes that you you want to be a morning person but you still stay up late and maybe cut down the hours of sleep and rest that you're getting?
2: Yes, I totally fuck myself on that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all <laughs> but right. I like getting up early and like starting my day off like with I do the affirmations, I go for a walk and I listen to um podcast sit journal coffee before i start my day and if i don't do that i'm like a squirrel for the entire day yeah but nighttime comes and it's like the sun goes down and i'm like i start itching i'm like i should be writing or i should be doing something like (laughs) like it's nighttime anxieties so i don't know
1: okay i don't know (laughs) look i do want to ask you actually so we'll set aside the questions just for a sec you said you, you listen to podcasts what do you listen to I'm always I'm always intrigued what other podcasters listen to in terms of podcasts.
2: You know what? Um I I used to listen to Girls Got Eat a lot um and um I had to stop listening to podcasts if it's a show <laughs> because and same with music, I have to stop listening to music if I'm creating music, so right now I have to stop listening to podcasts because I'm creating podcasts, because yeah. it interferes and changes the things that I do as an artist if I'm soaking and absorbing in all of that okay. information. So what I do is I create a playlist, um, I guess technically they're podcasts, um, but they're motivational speeches. Okay. So... Or like uh, one that's just affirmations with like some music in the background. So I'll listen to that stuff in the morning to get me fired up. But I can't listen to other shows until I take a break from creating my own, okay. which is really unfortunate. But Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you listen to audio dramas or anything like that? Audio dramas? Uh, audio dramas, sorry. Audio dramas, um, so stories, audio- episodic stories uh, and things like that.
2: I should... Because I think that is something I could do. But, yeah, that's great. You should remind me of that when we're off the show because that would be great for me to do because I have a hard time reading sometimes too, and that would be a great way to do books.
0: <laughs> yeah, look,
1: there's some great I've, – I've actually done some reviews on some of the favourite audio dramas that uh, I like. Um, there's one that you might like called Archive 81, which is uh, – there's a lot of music involved in it as well. And it's very oh, – cool offbeat it's very like the the different seasons well the seasons are different in terms of the the way they're presented they're left of center in terms of the way you know there's a it's a bit of a horror podcast as well in terms of some of the stuff that happens Uh, it's actually really really good but anyway we can talk about I can give you some recommendations. Yes. So yeah, definitely um, send me that. <laughs> There's one I'm going to do uh, coming up. Actually, I'm going to do a review on a show that I'm nearly finished. And this, this is a show that I've actually re- uh, recommended to some friends of mine who have already binged it. They're already ahead of where I was, so it's really, oh. really good. But uh, I'll talk to you about that one later as well. So that's, yeah, that's I a love that. One. Thank you. I think you might enjoy Thank you. it. <laughs> All right, look, that's enough of that. Let's get back. I'm really itching to find out what these top three are. So okay. let's get back to your top three videos. So let's start with number three.
2: <laughs> Die word featuring G-Boy. Uh, <laughs> don't take me for a pussy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Antwoord. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny I see these guys. You know what's funny about these guys? I didn't know who they were until I got your list. And okay. then as soon as I saw them, I went chappy. You yes. have no- Yes, yeah, so you do know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yes. yes. So yes, explain the chappy why.
2: people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are they this is an- another one of those things like their music videos are weird as fuck and I can't not watch them. I I was toggling between this one and um a couple other ones that they have but all of their stuff they put out is so strange i absolutely love it
0: uh-huh.
2: and this one specifically i love because it's kind of like a story of a bully yeah and you watch it and then you get sad and then you get angry and you feel all the things that these kids are feeling and they also include like the hip-hop dancing which i like and it's rap which i like and it's darker, definitely a darker vibe for a music video, and I really liked it. It was kind of like a little a mini movie.
1: Yeah. You also suggested that I go look at um, uh, what is it? I, I think you freak. I I, I think yeah. you freaky. And I watched yes. that, and that that that's that's so weird. Weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's like some Marilyn Manson shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's pretty good. <laughs>
1: They they seem to yeah. use, use a lot of the same uh, actors from some of the, the video clips, um, some of the, uh, let's say, more interesting looking people from yeah. the video, video clips.
2: Yeah, 100%. They also do um, short films on YouTube. Okay. Where, and I love them too, like those, because they – I don't know if they write it, honestly, but – they do short films and uh, they're just su- such strange people. And I don't think anyone will ever have those two figured out. Mm. Like I don't think anyone will ever know really what's going on inside, their, inside their heads yeah. or if it is an act or if it, cause they are so close. If you binge their content, they're so close. It's like, are they like this in real life? You can't, like, I can't tell, like, I wonder if they ever turn it off or if it's just like, Hey, here's what I'm like all of the time. And this is just us. And I think it's the second option, which, which, which I love.
1: <laughs> It'd be hard to be around though. I think for a long time, for a long period, if they were like Dude, that all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it, but I would love to just be a fly on the wall in their lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, I guess, with all your video clips, they all seem to, the ones you've chosen, all or most of them, except for the the purely just fun ones, they, especially in the top three, maybe even top five, they, they tell a story. And that seems to be, you know, obviously with your, your film clip, your music video, that's the sort of influence, I guess, you've, you've gotten with that, with yours as well. You, you tell a bit of a story in that. And that's probably why you're attracted to these ones
2: probably i really like it when people can um especially in hip-hop um when the music video has the acting and the storyline to it and you know they're it's a a production as opposed to you know like titties and rims and strippers and dollar bills like you know if you've seen it once you like you don't you don't need to see any other music video because it's like you know what's going to happen yeah so i really really appreciate it when artists especially like musicians and Singers take the time to go to the next step and like, okay, let's turn this into a story now as well Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. even further illustrate the song. So I love that. But typically my favorite music doesn't match my favorite music videos for that exact reason.
1: (laughs) What sort of music do you normally listen to?
2: I'm like hip hop. I love hip hop. Mm -hmm. I love it. I am such a sucker for like, the dumb so not that it's dumb but like lyrically not (laughs) not the greatest stuff i i just really love like like trashy (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop i love it but i also love 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 really lyrically heavy stuff when people are tell stories so it's like the two yeah but not very often will i find like a A a song that I really, um, fuck with and then go to watch the music video and be like, wow, I loved that because it's like, oh, it's this shit. We're twerking again. Or it's like, not that it's bad. It's just like, I've, I've seen, I feel like it's the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So I like it when people go the extra mile.
1: And you've reminded me in terms of music, I always have to ask this of my Canadian guests, Rush or the tragically hit? I like either. the tragically hip. Oh, you do? Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I like the tragically hip.
1: Fair enough. That was, yeah. that mostly was, because...
2: sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, he <laughs> swear to God, we were both Canadian. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. Sorry. You Sorry. Um, tragically hip mostly because uh, that's what my dad listened to when I was growing up and he still is a huge fan of them. So, um, I think that's probably why. Okay. Rush. If my dad would have listened to Rush more, I probably would have liked them more, you know what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. All
1: right, number two, and uh, let's get to, yeah, your number two video.
2: Okay, number two is How Could You Leave Us by NF. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Heavy.
1: <laughs> this was a powerful video clip. I, I don't know who NF is, is uh,
0: oh, really? the
1: artist is at all and uh yeah so explain the video clip eh? because uh,
2: yeah <laughs> it was a heavy one right mm. nf is um he is a rapper uh hip hop artist but he's also a christian i believe um so he never swears in any of his music which is great um and he always has a great message and he suffers with ocd as well so um, Music is his outlet, too, so I relate to all the stuff that he does, um, and he uses it as a form of therapy to, you know, write these songs out so it gets out of him and he doesn't have to sit with that shit lingering and festering inside of him. Mm-hmm. So all of his music videos that he puts out as well um, have great storylines. And this one specifically, oh, my God, it's sad as fuck because his mom um, overdosed and, and died because she was addicted to, I forget what it was pills or drink of sorts and um you watch this video and he between his lyrics and like the visuals it's like it's a tearjerker for sure you know you feel every little emotion when you watch this one
1: the emotion comes out in his voice and yeah it's hard not to tear up uh in terms of you know it's a it's definitely a music video with that tells a story and yeah it's you know with the little kids in it as well and obviously what happened to the the mother and what she's left behind and you you get that raw emotion from him in terms mm-hmm. of the way he's feeling about her while still loving her but being so angry at her leaving them uh it's such a powerful yeah. video clip i'm i'm really glad that it was on your list because i would probably have never seen it otherwise and it was a really Really nice video clip to see. I won't say nice actually. I shouldn't say that, but I'm happy I saw it (laughs) because it's yeah, Yeah. it's not a nice video clip, but it's
2: honestly, you should go um check out more of his stuff because his he's got such a positive message about him, and you can he has one of those voices where you listen and you don't even need to watch the video, but you listen to his voice and you're like fuck man, like you feel it and you can hear that he's feeling it while he's performing it. So yes. Such a talented dude.
1: All right, cool. Definitely, I'll definitely go check out some more of your stuff then for sure. Okay, um, so the 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 last one, the big number one, and yeah, um, why don't you let everybody know because in terms of a story, this is a big one.
2: <laughs> yeah, my number one is Eminem, Stan, and the long version, uh-huh. <laughs> the full, yeah. the full version. That is my number one favorite music video of all time.
1: And I dare say you're not alone there. That's a, it's a pretty, again, powerful dynamic video, uh, that tells a, a really sad story, uh, and also, uh, coined a phrase or a word, uh, into the English lexicon, I guess, in terms of, you know, a stan, standing someone. So dude,
2: I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's where it comes from. I did not know that. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh wow you just blew my mind
1: and wow I'm all, and I'm old
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. holy shit wow yeah. yeah that this music video is crazy and you know what I'm pretty sure too like one case okay, so the music video is crazy right because if you guys haven't seen um this music video one get out of the rock that you've been living under and two, <laughs> and two He, the song is about, um, a crazy fan that like is obsessed with Eminem and then he ends up killing his pregnant girlfriend by locking her in his trunk and driving, getting drunk and then driving his car over a bridge and he kills himself and his entire family. It's dark. (laughs) Yeah. But the crazy part too is that Eminem just made it up. Okay. Like he just made that story up. Yeah. Like so, so. Even from like a writing perspective, I'm like, that, that's fucking crazy. So his imagination is obviously so great and then can, you know, um, uh, articulate it and make it rhyme and in time. Okay. So that's crazy, but he just made it up. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm going to make up this crazy ass story about a super fan. So there probably was a super fan that was fucking weird, but then he just ex- like blew it out of the park and was like, Yeah. And then he was so obsessed that he, you know, tied his wife up and he plays both parts in the song which is fucking sick and i just think that is such a cool cool multi-talented thing that to be able to do you know and he just made it up in his brain
1: yeah he's i really like eminem in terms of like i I like the way he rests, but i also like what he said like his lyrics usually are pretty you know meaningful and and even where this is a fictional story um there's a message in there as well in terms of you know uh uh the the relationship the dynamic relationship between you know a fan and 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 the responsibility as a um uh, an idol or an icon and things like that and and how you interact with fans and what Mm -hmm. it means to them you know, and not really understanding it sometimes, maybe, or, um, there's, there's a lot to unpack in that video. Uh, there's oh, yeah. a lot of things to, to, to reference. And, uh, he, he does it with a plom. It's, it's a, it's a great video clip. It's a great, yeah. it's a great song too. And Dido, yeah, totally. that Dido, uh, you know, cameo is just, it's great. She's got a fantastic voice. So
2: and oh she's in the video yeah.
1: clip too, isn't she?
2: She acts in it. Yeah, yeah that's she right. is yeah. the, um, she's the pregnant girlfriend. That's so right. she sang and she did the acting in it, which is really sweet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Yeah, cool. I love
2: that video. That's... I think it's really cool. Um, to watch, like, I was talking with, uh, Josh Fisher, who's a rapper in, from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how artists, um, and you'll see it a lot, um, comedians too, but like people who rap about these dark, fucked up things um or violent things or like aggressive types of stuff you know but really talented writers and then you meet them in real life and they're like super nice people yeah and i think it's just so funny how um the imagination is is so crazy like like i could sit here i've got a couple songs too where i'm like this is fucked up man i can't even believe i wrote this shit i haven't put them out yet because i'm like i don't know why i probably should get on that but i rap them and then i listen i'm like I sound like an angry motherfucker. Holy shit! And then you, but if you sit down with me now, yeah. it's like a total opposite thing. And I think that's really, really cool to see, especially with um, music videos like this, where it's like, who, like Eminem raps about like killing his mom and yeah. like fucked up shit, mm. but like super nice dude, family man. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, <laughs> like blows my mind.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's a contrast, it's definitely a contrast. Yeah. But I guess it's also like we were talking about before in terms of therapy maybe this is the way those inner demons come out for some people in terms of and that's the outlet for them and yeah that's great that they 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 can do that you know it would be yeah, it would be totally. really frustrating to have those demons and not have any sort of a an outlet for them you know not be able to sing not be able to write not be able to speak on a podcast or talk on a podcast or um, mm-hmm. not have anything there and i guess that's when uh those those inner demons start to 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 play with your life and
2: yes yeah 100% right because if you don't put them somewhere you know like if you this happens a lot too if you even talking about like mindset stuff for your brain mm-hmm. if you're telling yourself every day that you're a fat piece of shit fucking loser dumb whatever fill in the blank that you want to call yourself. If you say that shit to yourself all day, every day, you become, end up becoming exactly that because Mm -hmm. you start believing it. So when artists have these outlets where like, you know, they can get it out of them and turn it into something beautiful or poetic or a piece of art, you know, then it's like, okay, now we're not going to manifest this (laughs) as a portion of me and allow it to become me. You know what I mean? Cause everyone has fucked up thoughts, Mm -hmm. but if you, Don't put them somewhere, or like you know, it's okay. I noticed you're there. You know, I don't. You know, I'm pissed off at my mom, and sometimes I think about killing her. This is not me. Okay, this is Eminem. (laughs) Um, He he writes it down, puts it into a song, and puts it somewhere. But if I think that if people don't have outlets for the shit that goes on in their head, it's like man, you go. crazy yeah, yeah right and then you might be that person god forbid to do yeah. the shit that you hear about in the songs, manifest
1: so. in some way yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah. one degree or another but yeah such a great outlet
1: <laughs> well that's it that's your top 10 and i must admit uh, having gone through and watched all the videos that you gave me because i obviously saw your list this beforehand um there were some new ones in there for me and some really fun ones that I hadn't seen in ages, uh, which was really good. So it was an enjoyable list to go through. So, uh, now I want to ask you actually, before we finish off, you said you were doing, you were looking at doing an album at one stage and then you got into podcasting instead. Now I've seen your wonderful, uh, video addict. Are you going, what, what's next for, for you in terms of your music or your comedy? what's that's a really
2: great question that's a really great question my um music honestly i gotta i think i gotta put a single out like i have i think seven or eight that are just sitting there and i would like to put them out but um they're ones that are tell stories and i really want to do a music video with them as well and um so i think that should be on my list so this is me verbally reminding myself to call my producer (laughs) and say hey we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get the ball rolling here. So that should probably happen soon. Comedy. What am I doing? Oh, I've got a comedy show that I put out on Patreon that is funny as fuck. And I love, love, love doing this because some of my stuff that I like to do is a little vulgar sometimes. <laughs> and I cuss quite a bit. So, um, YouTube and Instagram generally do not like that. Like, I got a strike. You, get, you ever get a strike on Instagram?
1: no i haven't actually had one on instagram yet
2: fuck man like and this is through my blue is beautiful page okay so wrap your head around that yeah
1: how did you get that
2: (laughs) yeah because i was being funny and instagram can't handle humor so (laughs) i someone commented on one of my comedy skits um on my blue is beautiful page and they said finally a female comic that doesn't say pussy and then I replied to the comment and I said pussy because like
1: Of course. That's
2: kind of how I like to roll. Yeah, exactly. And then and then I get a notification from Instagram <laughs> telling me that I, I broke the community guidelines <laughs> so that I got a strike and I'm like, "Are you Fucking serious right now. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. So, um, I had to branch out. I'm like, this is going to be a problem because there's a lot of stuff that I like to talk about. <laughs> so well, I have my comedy show on Patreon and it's great. My sister's on it. I do skits. I do family vlogs. I do stand up, um, improv comedy, character comedy, the whole nine yards. And, um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing there. And, uh, if you guys want to find that, it's patreon.com slash Ellison and yeah, time of your life, I promise. If you don't laugh, call me and I'll give you a refund. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, look, while we're on that, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can co- get in contact with all your work? Not just that, but uh, you know, all your socials and any other contact points that you've got.
2: Yeah, totally. Um, if you guys want to listen to my mental health podcast called Blue is Beautiful, that's on all the platforms. You can find that on Instagram as well, at Blue is Beautiful Podcast. Um, if you want to find just, just me, um, that would be at Ellison Daz, E-L-L-O-C-I-N-D-A-Z. And I also run a bunch of courses and do team talks, team talks and stuff like that. And you can find information about that on my website, which is ellisondaz.com. I'm probably forgetting something, but... I feel like that is the majority of the bases. Okay. I,
1: I look, I'll I'll will do some digging and if there's anything that you've missed I'll make sure that I put that in the show notes as well. So, but okay. everything from your your music, your comedy and your wonderful podcast, I'll make sure that everything, all the links are in the the show notes so people can go check them out there. Allison, I
2: appreciate that. Not a
1: problem. I I just want to say thank you very much. We we finally did it
0: uh <laughs> i know oh my god we did we finally did it Yeah. Uh,
1: so people probably out there don't know but we had a couple of false starts and uh we finally got around to getting it done which i'm really happy for because
0: oh me too
1: I, i've been looking forward to talking to you because I, I love your your show um your show uh you don't have to have any issues with mental health to appreciate the stories that you bring to life on your show. They are human stories and everyone can relate to them and you present them so wonderfully. So I, I really uh, encourage everyone to to give your show a listen. And uh, like I said, uh, you have an infectious, uh, joyous attitude towards life so uh well done on that congratulations on that so oh uh, goodness, uh it's 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 really good to see um thank you very much for making time to do this with me uh i really appreciate it and uh have a great day have a great week thank and- you
2: thank you so much for having me and anytime you wanna you wanna come if, i was thinking maybe you'd come on my show sometime if you want um yeah. and <laughs> Literally anytime I'll come back on your show in a heartbeat. Cause I love hanging out with you. You got great vibes about you too. And you're just a fantastic human being to be around. I mean, I know we're literally on opposite sides of the world, but you are a fantastic human to be around. So thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. You're very kind. Uh, not a problem. And yes, I am I would love to talk to you again. I'm sure there's another countdown that we can get to that we can have some fun with. So yeah, for oh, sure.
2: 100%. 100%.
1: <laughs> All right, Alison. you look after yourself and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: That's it for another week, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Alison. She's a wonderful, talented person and her strength of spirit in the face of what she's endured is truly inspirational. If you can't tell already, I had a great time talking to Alison and loved her countdown list. As I said, I'll put all her links in the show notes and you can also follow my socials for her links as well because I'll post them there during the week. Please join me again next week for another review and recommend show. And even if my show isn't quite your cup of tea, maybe suggest it to someone who you think might be interested in it. That'd be great. Thanks for listening, and as usual, I'll chat at you again next week.